Blog Talk Radio. That we talk about life's problems that may break or tear a heart's apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. So glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516- 453-9118 or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart or you can go to our chat room which is available right now on our website <clears throat> excuse me I would like to say a huge hello 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 to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, 
Texas. Seven five two one six. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you all, I'm so honored for you all to be here, and I thank God for allowing us to have another opportunity to be here on a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday afternoon, excuse me, Sunday evening. So, I hope you all had a fantastic day. I want to ask y'all, do you find yourself always expecting the worst or afraid to move forward in life? Sometimes you can allow Fear or negativity to stop you from being or reaching your God-given purpose or to make you miss receiving what God has for you. So on today's show, we're going to talk about overcoming insecurities, ultimately dealing with your biggest enemy. Yourself. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Facing the Enemy Within. Facing the Enemy Within. I'm going to share with you all something a little later in the program, but when God began to show me about us and discuss this, I'm not going to kid you, it hit home. And a lot of things, when regardless if you are in whatever kind of ministry that you're in, when God gives you a message to give, regardless if it's behind a pulpit or even just sharing with others, even though you may be sharing with others, but God always makes sure that not only you're able to speak to people for them to listen, but also he wants you to be able to listen yourself. So, just letting you all know that even in this message, not only you all are listening, but I'm listening also. So I just wanted to share with you all, even later on in the show, there's going to be some things I'm going to share with you all that I'm going to be transparent about. <clears throat> but I found out that our biggest enemy and sometimes the enemy that we end up looking for is not the person that's in front of us. Sometimes it's the person that's right in the mirror. The biggest enemy that we'll ever face or deal with is ourself. And so sometimes when we look at it, what are some of those things that that enemy that's within us, what do we deal with? What causes us to make us not trust, not obey, not do the things that even God called for us to do. One of the things I found out was something that's called fear. I found out is three different type of fears. And I'm going to share it with you. First, let's talk about 
the fear of failure. Sometimes the fear of failure comes from our past experiences in life. Sometimes it might have been something that we experimented in, something that we went into, something pertaining to our past that did not work out. Some type of failure that may have transpired. There might have been something that didn't work out exactly the way that we desired it. We went in with a mindset of victory, but we end up walking out being defeated. And so sometimes those type of things will end up make us fearful of going again or pursuing again. One of the things that many people like to talk about, even it pertains to the feel of failure, sometimes it's pertaining to love. Sometimes the fact of how past experience have treated you, it makes you fearful of giving love another chance. Sometimes even the possibility of going forward, sometimes that fear it will either make us paralyzed where we won't move at all or it make us not move forward but sometimes go backwards. I found out with fear there are some people to <clears throat> me there are some people with fearful when they scared they'll run or when you see people that's scared or fearful they just stand still. And we see that in the physical aspect but don't you know that also happens in the emotional or spiritual aspect? Sometimes fear will cause us to correspond in those type of ways, either paralyzed where we stand still or go backwards but never go forward. One of the things I found out they were saying, if you're going to fall, don't fall backwards, fall forward. In other words, there'll be some type of progression that will transpire. But when it pertains to fear of failure, sometimes the devil will try to make you remember or rehearse the failures or the bad things that have transpired in your life. And matter of fact, I was thinking earlier today, I was thinking about this. It's mighty funny. The devil can record and bring up every negative thing that had transpired to us, but he never Record or remind us of the good things that have transpired. Why is that? If you think about it, isn't it easier for us to remember the negative or bad things that people say? But how soon we forget the good things, the compliments that people give us. We always think about the negative things. And sometimes if you look at it, when you get ready to move forward in life, sometimes it's the negative people that come to us, not the positive people. Or sometimes it's the people with an ill motive, with a negative motive to come to us instead of the positive. So that should let us know that there is something behind the scene that the devil is trying to prevent us from moving forward in. So with the fear of failure or the fear of the past, think about this, the fear of the past or fear of past experiences that would make us rehearse that what happened in the past may happen in the future. So the three things I wanted to speak about, the fear 
of the past, the fear of the present, or if you want to say the fear of the unknown, the fear of the past, the fear of the present, and also the fear of now. So first, like I was saying about the fear of failure or the fear of the past, is so many of us, when we look at it, when we look at over the courses of our life, we have to concentrate. We have to really think about and concentrate on the good things that transpire. But how, like I said, how easily the devil could bring up just like a brand new high-tech computer can easily whoop, bring up those negative things that have transpired. But like I said, when it comes down to try to think about the positive things, it's like the old computer <laughs> where it looked like it just buffering. <laughs> it looked like the system is slow. When it try to when we try to think about those good things, or even when you look at how it may be God may try to tell you to go do something, He's gonna bring up every excuse. The devil gonna bring up every Sometimes even ourselves, we will bring up our own excuses why we shouldn't do it. Sometimes, like I said, because of bad experience or per- past experiences. So those that's one of the aspects of the fear, the fear of failure or the fear of the past. Now, the fear of the unknown, which is the fear of the future. Sometimes when we think about the future, sometimes some people become overwhelmed. Sometimes the fear of the future, it will scare a person because a lot of times we think about, hmm, well, I don't know. that. Like I said, that uncertainty. Sometimes when a person is so used to being prepared, sometimes when a person is so accustomed to being organized, Sometimes they like to plan things. And sometimes, even when it comes down to things going our way, sometimes when we so used to controlling things, and now thinking about the future or thinking about the unknown, sometimes that fear comes where, you know what, this is something that may be, hmm, out of my element, out of my category. There may be, wait a minute, I don't know, I don't see. And sometimes, because a person is so used to rely upon their own ability. Sometimes it makes them fearful to be able to rely upon God or even somebody else. So sometimes that fear of the unknown, and it also refers back to that fear of the past. Sometimes some people think because it happened back then, it's going to happen again. So sometimes that fear of the unknown, that dark place, Sometimes something just, when, like I said, a person is just so organized or when a person is so accustomed to be, quote-unquote, proactive, so many times some people would just freak out when it comes down to not being prepared. I often think about when it comes down to, um, if you want to say, inexperience. Sometimes I think about Noah. Noah was an inexperienced person, but God told him to build a boat, a build an ark, and build to prepare for something that never transpired before in life. 
there was rain. It never rained before in life, but to build something that was never created, to prepare for something that never happened before, and for him to tell the people that one day it's going to rain. So, and the funny thing about it, he was the only one that was speaking that, and people are pretty sure people looked at him crazy, and especially when he didn't know when it was going to happen. But he had to trust God, and this is the key thing that I always think about. Not only Noah building an ark, and it protected, it saved the animal kingdom, but also they saved humanity. Now, get this. He got specific instructions from God to build something that never transpired. Excuse me, that never transpired at that point. Then it never rained, and also for him to build something so huge. If Noah had a disobeyed God, even in making one of the woods of the ship, of the ark, if he had made it maybe an inch shorter, or maybe an inch too long, he would have disobeyed God. God gave him specific instructions. And because he took those specific instructions, it saved humanity in the animal kingdom. But the key thing was for him to be able to trust God for something that never happened, to speak about a future event that's going to happen, even though it never happened in the past. So that's something I often think about. We talked about the fear of the past. We spoke about the fear of the future or the fear of the unknown. But let's talk about the future of right now, the fear of the right now. Sometimes if God tells us to do something right then and there, we always would question, well, am I good enough? Or wait a minute, I'm not prepared. Like I was saying earlier, I'm not prepared for this. Or wait a minute, sometimes we think God might have came too soon. Or God wanted us to do something, but we feel so inadequate. We feel so, well, um, if you want to say we feel that we can't do it. Sometimes we'll find any and every excuse because we feel that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, or sometimes some people may feel they're not pretty enough. They they can't do it. And when you look at it, sometimes we hard on ourselves. And it ain't so much of the other people that's hard on us. Sometimes we harder on our own self. And it's funny how sometimes some people they'll see the good qualities in us. And when they tell us that, we listen to them, and it sounds like it's foreign. But as soon as somebody says something negative about us, we'll gravitate to that. Because sometimes we're so used to negativity, sometimes we'll gravitate to that before we take some positive or take some compliment. It's just like when you look at our, in your body, your body needs oxygen to breathe. To survive, your body needs oxygen. But I found out that your body will actually crave if it's in a room of carbon monoxide. 
carbon dioxide. Your body will crave that more than oxygen. And get this, carbon dioxide is poison. Carbon dioxide is poison. But your body will crave that. So that let us know how sometimes even in our flesh or even within our emotions, sometimes when we hear something that said positive, then we listen to something that's negative. We need to listen to something positive, but we'll gravitate to what's negative or we'll even focus more so on what someone said that's negative than something that's positive. And that doesn't mean that everybody agree with it, but what happens, even if you don't agree with it, sometimes we'll focus on that and we'll allow that to ruin our day. Sometimes we'll allow even the negativity of others that may have transpired within two minutes. We'll allow that two-minute negative event to ruin our whole 24-hour day. That might have been the only person that said something crazy or said something off the wall, but we heard several positive, several beautiful things earlier that day or even after that negative event. It's just something about something that's negative. It sometimes lingers more, and it gives more weight versus that positive thing. So I said that because if we can allow that negative word, not I'm not going to say go on one ear out the other, but let it bounce off of that ear and let's focus, not allowing that to distract us. So with that, there's a lot of fears that we may deal with that we allow that to stop us from obeying God or doing what we need to do or even pursuing some goals, some dreams, some ambitions. We allow those fears. And sometimes it's not just the fear from ourselves, but sometimes we allow other people's fears to become our fears. You know, we hear people, oh, well, child, that didn't work out for me. You know, I don't know. I don't think you should do that. And then all of a sudden we allow that to stop us from doing what we want to do or what we need to do or what God tells us to do. And all I'm going to tell you like this, it don't always have to be related to quote unquote, let's say church or whatever. It could be business. It could be relationship. It could be any opportunity that you feel that, you know what, I want to do it. I want to pursue it. So I want us to kind of get outside of the box of, uh, like I said, let's look at every aspect. Let's evaluate every aspect of our life. Like I said, business, education, relationship, whatever. Look at everything. Because when it look when we look at it, ultimately, this is a decision that we have to have with us and God, but also God wants us to have that, that type of communication that we examine ourselves and ask ourselves, what do we need to do or what do we want to do? You know, God is asking us, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are your desires? <clears throat> and I know sometimes people make it sound so spiritual. Well, you know, uh, I, I just, whatever, whatever needs to be done. But God asks you, what do you want to do? 
What do you want to do? And so when we look at it, we have to realize, and this is something else I want us to understand. God is a God of detail, of specifics. In other words, he want to hear from us. He want us to communicate with him, but also he want to know in detail specifics. He don't want no general conversation. I know if somebody want me to get them something to eat or whatever, what do you want? Oh, well, you know, just whatever. No, no, no. What do you want to know? What do you want to eat? I want you to tell me. And that's the same thing that God is telling us. He want to know what is on our quote-unquote grocery list. What are we desiring? What is your desire? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? He wants you to tell him, but also he wants you to do the steps that's going to help you to achieve what he already instilled with you. Now, it's important for us to know that God has already given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. I'm going to say it like this. God has already planned out your life. And also, he has already equipped you in the desires that you are trying to achieve. Ultimately, we want his desire to be our desires. So as we, like we always say, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. That means all these things shall chase you down. You won't have to look for them. They will look for you. Why is that? Because you are in harmony with God the Father. You are in rhythm with God's desires. And as you please him and as you, how to say, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he shall direct thy paths, which means he shall make your paths way straight. Your paths, as plural, paths. He shall make your path way straight. So in other words, there are obstacles that's going to come when you're pursuing what God has already instilled within you. There's obstacles. Let's face it. There will be obstacles, especially when the devil knows that this is something that's authorized by God or what God is having you to do things and go places or whatever. The devil does not want you to receive what God has for you. So what he's going to do, he's going to try to throw stumbling blocks and hangups and all that stuff. But as we acknowledge, which means putting him first and listening to God's counsel, he will be able to make our pathway straight. In other words, for us to be able to see clearly, even when the devil tried to come to bring up obstacles, because the greater one that's living within us, Great is he that's in us as he's in the world, which means that we'll be able to speak the power and authority that God has for us, for us to be able to, what, make it to our pathway straight. But even with that, we have to remember, sometimes even in doing that, we can't allow our own failures pertaining to where God is trying to lead us. We can allow us to be able to not just fight the devil, but sometimes even fighting ourselves. Sometimes it ain't the devil's fault. 
that we don't have what we desire or we're not at what we desire. It's not the devil's fault a lot of times. It's our own fault. And not only will I to fear something else that hinders us where we end up fighting within and sometimes this lack of preparation. Sometimes in that lack of preparation, sometimes, let's admit it, sometimes we become lazy. Sometimes we become complacent. But also sometimes we mismanage things. Sometimes we we have our priorities off. And even in mismanagement, one of the things I found out, we have to understand the purpose of things or wherever we are, we have to be able to acknowledge and be able to use it accordingly because whatever you don't know the purpose of a thing or you misuse the purpose of a thing, you will misuse it. I'm going to say that again. When you don't know the purpose of a thing, you will misuse it. I'm going to say it like this. For those that know me, I love wrestling. And there was a wrestler that was on one, and they really didn't know what to do with him. They actually told him, well, we have no use for you. You know, you, you're just kind of a waste, so we're going to release you. So he left there and went to another wrestling company. And that guy became the biggest wrestling star in that other company. That first wrestling company that let him go they didn't understand his worth. They didn't appreciate his worth. So what did they do? They released him. And when they released him, the other company was able to capture him. So in other words, now that first wrestling company that let him go, they have what? Regrets. Why? Because they misused or they didn't, they didn't acknowledge. They were not aware. They didn't invest the importance of who they had. And because they didn't understand it, because they didn't appreciate it, they they released him. But the other rest in the company, they saw the value in him. And to this day, that wrestling company that let that man go, they're no longer in business. So we have to understand the importance. We have to understand the the makeup, the identity of whatever that we're doing because like I said, we have to allow this to be a self-examination for us because God had great things for us. God desire us to have the best, but in order for us to have the best, we have to make sure that we're responsible and make sure that we're ready for it. In other words, we got to be prepared for it. And I know some people, well, I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost do it. No, 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 no. It ain't the Holy Ghost responsibility, but something that you need to do. I don't care. See, the Holy Ghost is a helper. A helper for those who would, who need help or want help. The, the Holy Ghost is looked upon as, if you want to say, as a co-signer, is a supporter, is a is a comforter. But he's gonna walk beside us as a paralegal. But we have that's why the word counselor, he's he's our counselor, he's our comforter. 
But the key thing for us to be able to, in order for us to have a paralegal or a comforter, we got to get to work. There's an old song that's, that's by the Mighty Clouds of Joy that says, I made a step. If you make one step, he'll make two. But unfortunately, a lot of times we're expecting God to take that first step. And then we make, well, excuse me, we we expect him to make the two steps. And then we make that one step. No, no, no. He's saying, hey, go. So that's the way we have to think about it. We have to understand the purpose. We have to understand we can't allow lack of preparation to make us miss what God has for us. We can't allow lack of preparation to allow us to become the men and ladies that God called for us to be. And like I said, us to miss what God has for us. So along with that lack of preparation and also even bad management, sometimes we're expecting God to bless us and we haven't done our part pertaining to being a good steward or even just better character, better ethics. You know, we tell, oh, you know what, God, I'm expecting you to give me a raise on my job. I'm expecting you to get me promoted on my job, but we're coming in late every day. Or instead of us taking a 30-minute lunch, we take an hour-and-a-half lunch. So it's all about accountability. We have to make sure whatever we do, make sure that we're doing it unto God. But also, even if there's some type of conflict or difficulty that you're dealing with, either on your job or wherever, make sure that when it boils down to it, make sure when people do an evaluation upon you, make sure that you're blameless. And, of course, sometimes, like I said, we're good at excuses. We're good at excuses. Sometimes it's easy for us to blame other people when we need to realize that we have to be accountable for our own actions. See, it's not what people say or what people do to you that hurts you. It's how you respond to it or it's how you sometimes take it. So we have to look at, you know what? Even if somebody call me by my name, excuse me, call me outside of my name, the question is, what am I responding to? So we have to look at those things. But also asking ourselves, are we able to live a life? Or are we able to set a bar where we could be able to say, you know what? I know that I might have had some personal hangups, but I can't allow that to stop me. Because if I do, I don't care how other people may act, work, or any other place. I have to know that I'm responsible for my own actions, and I'm being graded not only, on, as you want to say, supervisors or whatever, but also even pertaining to God, even doing things unto God, even if I'm working don't look at it because my supervisor is being mean. No, do it unto God. But when it boils down to it, even when you look at how people may have treated us, this is, like I said, pertaining to work or even relationships or whatever, sometimes, hmm, sometimes we want to play the victim and be the victim even after it's time for us to start recovering. Sometimes it's easy for us to 
get in that comfort zone of complacency. Sometimes we're scared to be challenged. Sometimes we're scared to get out of our nest. Sometimes we're scared to move forward. And we have to look at, you know what? Sometimes we're waiting upon people. This, mm, sometimes we're waiting upon people to give us the approval when God said, I already gave you your approval. Why are you looking for others? You need to look at what I already gave you or what I already put within you. You're looking for the approval outside of you, but I already instilled it inside of you. So getting out of that complacency, getting out of mm, being codependent. God wants us to be dependent upon him for us to become independent, but it's so easy for us to become codependent on others. And ultimately, when we become codependent upon others, it makes us not be dependent upon God, but continuously codependent upon man. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where God will send help or a word or whatever. Ultimately, ask yourself, what is your motive? The Bible always tells us, and, you know, we always hear, you know, man looks on the outer period, but God looks at the heart. Okay, what does that word heart mean? Heart means motives. So sometimes when we look at it, sometimes our motive is not for us to get the temporary help from others for us to be able to bounce back on, but sometimes our motive is to become if you want to say permanently codependent upon someone because ultimately we lack trust in God. Or I'm going to say it like this, lack the sufficient amount of trust in God. Now, I'm going to say this disclaimer. This does not mean that you ain't saved. It just there are some areas in your life you may need improvement in. So with that codependency, we have to look at first and foremost, when it boils down to us feeling a need to go to someone, first ask ourselves, first of all, have we consulted God first? It's easy, and I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes it becomes easy for us to rely upon people because Sometimes, mm, I'm going to say it like this, situation may come up that it may make us so used to going to a person because they've helped us in the past. Sometimes, I'm going to say it like this, sometimes we just fail to acknowledge God first. Sometimes we don't, we don't think about praying until after all of our resources have been used. Sometimes our first response is not to pray. And I'm going to say it. I don't care if somebody being a pastor, preacher, been saved for 40, 50 years. I'm going to say it like this. There have been t- 
times or points in our life that we have done things without consulting God first. I don't know too many people who haven't done that. But because of God's grace and mercy, he gave us another chance. He loved us enough and thank God that, you know what, he not like man. He didn't give up on us. But along with that, asking ourselves, even what pertains to being codependent, what are some of the things, even pertaining to being codependent, what are some of the other things that we may look at that make us mm, have to deal with us? I mentioned the insecurity. But also, there are so many things that may have transpired. I mentioned about the past. So many things may have transpired. And when we look at it, when we trace our problems, sometimes our current problems, our current problems is a big cloud in our life that we haven't dealt with or we failed to deal with. And when you look at it, that problem stems from something in the past. And I always say this, we have to trace the root of our problems. Sometimes when we trace in the root of our problems, it exposes some things that may have transpired in our past. Some of those things are hurt, past hurt, rejection, and also abandonment. Now, I found this out. God was showing me something the other day. And at first, I was writing down rejection. And then I wrote down abandonment. And I said, well, hmm, aren't they the same thing? And he said, no. Get this. Rejection, not being accepted by someone or someones. But abandonment is once being accepted, but now is refused Access or someone is now changing their mind or changing their heart, and they once accepted you, but now they no longer want to deal with you. I said, Wow. So, in other words, it's just like rejection. You never had the taste of being accepted, but abandonment is you had a taste of being accepted. Now, someone is taking the taste out of your mouth. Wow. So when you look at it, sometimes those type of things, it makes us reflect upon that hurt, that rejection, or that abandonment. And see, when we deal with those type of things, and that also deals with grief. When we deal with I'm going to couple all of that into grief. When you couple that into grief, when you deal with that, a lot of times it stops our growth mentally, emotionally, psychologically, but also even spiritually. And sometimes one of, one of the things I'll say this, one of the things I found out when something has drastically happened in our life, Sometimes it stop our growth. And even though we may age in years physically, 
but sometimes it'll stop that growth emotionally or spiritually. And even though we are growing older, we're becoming more knowledgeable and stuff, but sometimes this that little kid is still in existing within us. Sometimes it's hard for us to move on from it because we haven't dealt with that. And sometimes, like that old saying, hurt people hurt others. Sometimes we begin to sabotage what God has for us. Sometimes we begin to disrupt or sometimes we begin to refuse even what God has for us. Sometimes we may feel that, like I said, we're not good enough. Sometimes we may feel like, well, you know, I don't deserve this. Sometimes we'll, instead of listening to or receiving, like I was saying, receiving uh, the positive things or compliments, sometimes we will subconsciously be the one to speak negative upon ourselves. Sometimes we we start expecting or sometimes our anticipation of things that are good, we don't expect that. We, we start expecting things to be bad, things to not work out, things to mm, things to just, mm, it just happened in that becomes the norm for some people. But like I said, this is the time for us to be able to realize how much we're loved by God and also how important we are. So that way we can begin to start seeing and receiving. But most importantly, before we start receiving, we start allowing ourselves to be healed. Be healed by first acknowledging, you know what? The biggest problems have not been from the devil or from my enemies. The biggest problem has been me. And we have all have been there. I want to share something with you. First of all, I'll tell you what. Before I share something with you all, I'm going to go to the phone lines for those who may want to say something. And then I'm going to share with you all something uh, when we get off uh, from the people. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to share it just in case somebody want to uh, even respond to this. I want to share this with you. A couple of days ago, this is uh, September the 2nd. A couple of days ago, on August the 28th, I celebrated my, it was eight years on the 28th. It was eight years ago that I had did my first message. And it made me think about eight years ago. I accepted my call in 2013, but I made it public in 2010. And the reason why I'm bringing this up because in facing the enemy within, my biggest problem was myself. I'm going to be transparent with y'all. When I accepted my calling, I was married. And I went on, I made my calling public. And at first, for a number of years, I said I was not going to preach. I said that maybe from 2000, maybe from 2007 up to 2010. And I knew that, I, like I said, I accepted my calling years ago, 
But instead of going forward, I said I wasn't going to do it. And I said I wasn't going to do it because at the time I was having a troubled marriage. And I know how some people are at church. Like I said, I grew up in church. And so I know how some people, and I've heard even some people say, well, you know, they can't tell me nothing. How are they going to tell me what thus says the Lord? And they can't even get their own house in order. The Bible says, you know, you got to start at home first. I heard all of that stuff. And I told God I was not going to preach because I'm not going to bring in a stain or an embarrassment to your name. That's the reason why I said I was not going to preach. And so for years, I held on to that. And then one day, we had a Black History Month program at church, and I began to start seeing how the black people were in the past, and then now looking how they were acting or portraying themselves in the future. Well, we're not doing anything. We're not progressing And I kept saying after the program, I was saying, being transparent, I was saying this, black people always making excuses for failure. Black people always making excuses. Black people always making excuses. I began to start saying that so much until I started saying, I'm making excuses. I'm making excuses. I'm making excuses. And then that's when God came to me and told me, you're making excuses. I said, well, God, I know what people are going to be saying and everything. And even at the time in the marriage, it, it, it was like I wasn't getting respected. I wasn't even looked upon even as as a man. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And God told me, you can't let her disobedience be your disobedience. And I said, God, I'm scared. And he said, what better way to prove that they were wrong than to go forward and trust me? Trust me. He said, don't worry about those people that's talking. They didn't call you. I called you. And so I said, yes, Lord, I will. And when I said that, it was a weight that was lifted off my chest. And so when I began to write down I asked him, I said, what do you want, uh, what day do you want me to speak? And I wrote down August the 28th. Now, I accepted, excuse me, I made my call in public. That was February the 22nd or 23rd, that Sunday night, even up to Monday morning. But I ended up writing down when I would do my first message, and it was August the 28th. And so I asked God, God, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to tell your people? What do you want your people to know? What do you want me to talk about? And he said, talk about you, your journey. And so the message that I ended up speaking about was that encounter that I had, not with God, but the encounter I had with myself after I had that conversation with God. See, the new me had to talk to the old me for me to move forward. And so the name of my message that was on August the 28th, 2010, the name of the message was, let's just kiss and say goodbye. I had to come to the realization that I was allowing myself to be my worst enemy and I was hindering 
me being the man that God called me to be. And so when I realized that and I accepted that I had to leave the old me and look forward to the new me, that's when I began to be at peace. And since then, now I'm not going to say every day been easy. Have I been lied on? Yes, indeed. I've been talked about. I've had people to try to sabotage me, the ministry God had me to be in, all these things. But in the process of all of that, I had to remember that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Even those that have tried to come against me, I didn't have to deal with them. When I put them in the hands of God, he dealt with them. So I wanted to tell you all, all of that, it could only take place when I dealt with myself, my real enemy. So now I want to go to the phone lines, and I want to get a chance to have you all to have an opportunity if y'all want to say something, if y'all want to um, have some comments, I'm going to the first call. I can't see the number, but uh, I'm just going to go switch on. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air with Brother Prater. How you doing today? Hello? I'm blessed. How are you? Doing great. How about yourself? I am well. I am well. Bless myself. Good, good, I was good. just listening in on a message and just enjoying what I'm hearing. Have no comment right now, but just thanking God for what you've said thus far. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. We're going to go to the next caller. Hello. Welcome to Rignate My, excuse me, welcome to Rignate My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? Hello? Okay, okay. I'll go ahead and go to the next caller. Okay, going to the next caller. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Call it like someone someone else is here. Hello? Hello, hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Yes, I, yes, this is Sister Dee Dee calling in. I just kind of wanted to take you back off of what the last um, caller was saying. I've just really enjoyed um, some of the things that, um, you know, that I've heard tonight. They really, you know, touched my heart, and um, it's just nice to, you know, hear that conf- confirmation from the Lord. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. And also, God bless you as well. um, I, I, I'll be praying. I'll be praying for you all. The podcast on the air. A lot of times, um, we don't get a chance to really go into detail. Sometimes at church and everything, and also sometimes we may not be able to um, get into specific topics. So that's why mm-hmm. I want us to be able to just chime in and just talk about specific things that we may be dealing with in life. You know, as believers, and like I always yes. say, just because we're dealing with something, that does not mean that we're a we Christian or we ain't a Christian. It's right. sometimes it just life itself, you know. Yeah. Sometimes life just have difficulties, but even in the midst of that, that doesn't mean that we have abandoned our faith. Right. 
That's that is yeah. a very important point. I definitely agree. Yeah. Thank you, Brother Prater. No problem. I thank you much. Thank you much, Dale. Thank you. Yes. So with that, I I I really I really look at this as an opportunity for us to be able to just like I said, let's do a self examination and like I said, put aside the excuses. It is it's easy for us to sometimes blame other people, but sometimes mm, the real challenge, the real strength is for us to be able to stop looking in the window at others and start looking at the mirror at ourselves. For us to be able to really say, you know what, God, <laughs> like the uh, song when we were growing up, not my brother, not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. We all need prayer. We all need help. And thank God that God loves us enough to give us an opportunity to get it right. You know, he have, He didn't forget about us. He didn't give up on us. And we should be so grateful to God that we have another chance to get it right just repent and acknowledge, you know what, where we erred at, where we messed up at, for us to be able to receive what God has for us and for us to not be in fear. Like I always say, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but gave us power, love, and a sound mind, which means self-discipline. He's given us that. And so it's, it's beneficial. There are benefits of us as believers, if we could just seek God and ask God for his help, for his guidance. And don't you know, God, like I always say, God loves us enough. He's concerned by every aspect of our life. Every as There is nothing in our life that God ain't concerned about. Nothing. And I'm going to say this. Nothing against, we're not attacking people, but I will say this. Every other religion serve an impersonable God, but we serve a God that's personable and approachable. He loves us. He wants a relationship with us. He desires a relationship with us. And not only that, but he wants us to pray. He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to fellowship. He wants us to commune with him. That's beautiful to me. And not only God want to talk to me, but the beautiful thing about it, he want to dialogue with me. He want me to talk back to him. He want to know what my hopes, what my dreams. He want us to know, you know what? I want you not rely upon your own ability, but I want you to rely upon my ability within you. He has given us the power and authority. Even, get this, even he has given us the power of attorney to use his words in the midst of the battle. That's why even when we look at how mountains may come in our life, God don't want us to climb no mountain. He don't want us to utilize our energy and be some mountain climber. Would always say, but people who are not used to mountain climbing, the air is thinner on top. But God did not design us to be mountain climbers. And actually, that's not scriptural. 
The Bible tells us that we should speak to the mountain and it will move. Not us move, but it will move the mountain. So in other words, as on our paths where God leading us, like I always say, he will make our pathway straight that also means mountains too. So when we speak God's word in every situation, God will not only move, but also he will give us the strategy. He will have those teachable moments with us, even in our difficulties, even in our in our hangups, with our personal hangups or rejections, or even in our insecurities. He want to know about that. What are your fears? What are your concerns? Why you feel so inadequate? Why you feel so unloved? Why you feel so unappreciated? So that way we can know. You know what? Even in my weakness, God, you are strong. You're helping me to be the man that you call for me to be. You help me to be the lady you call for me to be. So I want to encourage each and one who may be listening. If God is giving you an assignment, you ask God, and th- get this, if God gave it to you, he, he prepared you for it. If God gives you an assignment, if God gives you a test, or even if he gave you a task, don't you know he equipped you for victory? So, even though God has given it to us, he has put it within our reach. And he gave us a grip to be able to what? For us to stretch forth and receive it. But don't allow anything or anybody, even yourself, to make you miss what God has for you. And I guarantee you this, until we do it, we're not going to be at peace. Until we do what God has for us to do, until we receive what God has for us, until we, until we accept what God has for us. And once we accept what God has for us, like I mentioned earlier, even about myself, until I surrendered my will to God and stop looking for the excuse from others, when I begin to start acknowledging what my excuses were, and accepted that God has for me to be able to go forward instead of feeling paralyzed. What overwhelming joy. And I'm so appreciative that I listened to God. My only regret, I wish I had obeyed sooner. <laughs> so I just wanted to share with you all that. And with that, just in case those who may be listening, they may not be saved, and they may have heard, you know what, we're hearing about God, but who is God, and how can I be saved? Romans 10 and 9 tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior, and believe in their heart that God is raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And also, like I always say, I don't care what you've dealt with in the past. I don't care what you're dealing with right now. God loves you. And he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. Or even looking at this, looking at the abundant life that God has for us. And of course, we, we, we want to make it to the eternal home up there in heaven. But don't you know, God got some heaven right here on you for you on earth. He got the materialistic thing, but he got peace for you. He got healing for you. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, every aspect in your life, God wanted to line up with his word. So just in case you may be listening and you're tired 
of feeling used, rejected, hurt, whatever. And also, even I mentioned earlier, even some of the things that we have allowed for us to be our own enemy, if it was the hurt, the rejection, the abandonment, give that to God too. Every and any root that may have caused you for you to miss being the person or miss the things that God has for you, confess, acknowledge, but also we're going to give those things to God. But also even if there's any hurt, any rejection, any abandonment, something else God is going to help us with. Let's be able to forgive. We're not going to be in fear of failure. We're not going to be in fear of the past. We're not going to allow any hurt, any rejection, any abandonment to stop us. We're no longer be going to acknowledge ourselves as victims, but we're going to acknowledge ourselves as victors. We are victorious through Jesus Christ. Whatever hurt, we're going to give to God. And like I said, even the forgiveness, let's forgive even our enemies, even if the enemy was us. It's easy for us to forgive other people, but but for us to even be able to forgive ourselves, regardless of what your past mistakes were, regardless of what your hangups were, forgive those who have hurt you, but also forgive yourself too. And always say this, even with forgiveness, release that hurt, release that unforgiveness, because that unforgiveness, even if it's somebody else, that unforgiveness is not so much for them, it's for you, for you to be free, for you to be able to have those chains broken. If you don't release that unforgiveness, that's just like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. No, that's crazy. That other person is not going to die because you drunk poison. You will spiritually die, emotionally die, psychologically die, even financially die. But don't you know, God wants you to be able to give that hurt to him, give that unforgiveness to him. And you know what? In spite of what other people have said or done, that's not going to define who you are. And not even allowing the devil to rehearse those activities that might have been said or done. We're going to tell God to remove that Satan's tape recorder of him rehearsing, replaying everything that may have transpired negative in your past. And for God to put his updated CD in your mind, in your spirit, man. So that way when the devil tried to come and say something, he can press play and speak. But also for you to be able to speak out loud what God says. When the devil tries to whisper in your ear, you proclaim what God says out of your mouth so that way it can resonate within your spirit. So we speaking right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. We thank you for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence. God, we're coming to you right now, God. Ask you, Lord, first of all, God, to help us, God, to be the men and ladies you call, that you call for us to be, God. If there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God, God, we first ask God to forgive us, God. After you forgive us, God, help us, God, to receive your forgiveness, God. But more importantly, God, we thank you for your forgiveness, God. God, help us, God, not only be able to receive your forgiveness, but God, also even to receive the, to receive the forgiveness even for ourselves, God. God, help us, God, to forgive ourselves, God, for any of our slowfulness, any of our participation of us missing being the men or lady that you call for us to be. God, even 
if we've missed opportunities in the past, God, of your blessings, God, help us, God, to forgive ourselves right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, to help us, God, any shortcomings in our life right now, God, if it's mismanagement, God, if we have not prioritized properly, God, if we have lacked self-drive or self-discipline, God, forgive us, God, help us, God, to Forgive ourselves, God. If there's anybody that we have wronged in the past, God, help us, God, and set the stage for us to be able to go back to them and repent right now, God. And, Lord, even asking you, God, to help us, God, to look in the mirror and repent to ourselves right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God. There may be some that may be venturing out in business opportunities, God, and even in relationships or in love, God, even in marriages, God, whatever, in education, God, whatever the opportunity that they're doing, God, whatever they have allowed themselves to stop or become the enemy in, God, God, we speak, God, that you give them the strength, God, give them the courage, God, feel whatever purpose and assignment that you have for them right now, in the name of Jesus, and stand by everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion right now, in the name of Jesus, even what the devil meant for evil, God, we thank you, Lord, for turning for our good, we thank you, Lord, for bringing a testimony, God, even through the test that we have went through, even if we have brought in the test right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, even those who may be grieving right now, God. Touch their heart, God. Let them know that you have never left them, God. You will never leave nor forsaken nor abandon them right now, God. Even when others have let them down, God. God, we know, God, you are faithful and you will never let us down right now, God. Even when we have let our own self down, you never left us, God. Even when we left you, you never abandoned us, God. And we thank you for it right now, God. God, we speaking, God, there may be some that may be looking for business opportunities, God. God, we speaking, God, to help them to be prepared, God, to ex- even expect, God, your goodness that will lead them to the job and the profession that you happen to be in, God. And God, whatever blessing that you have for your people, God, it will not draw them from bring them closer to you, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to be mindful of the relationship between you and us right now. In the name of Jesus and Lord, not only you and us, God, but even us and others, God. Help us, God, to stay humble, God. Help us, God, to stay in love, God, and treat people in love, God, and do unto us, God, do unto do unto others, and you have us to do unto you, God. God, we speak, God, to help us, God, to help us, God, to be about your business, God. Help us in every area of our lives right now. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And we thank you, Lord, for the testimony from this right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, we give you the honor and the praise. And in Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Brother Prater. Contact me on Facebook, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Tears and Tom, E-R. On Facebook, you can read my daily devotions. You can read my daily devotions, or you can go to... Excuse me, you can read my daily devotions or you can go to my YouTube channel. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. On my website, you will see my daily devotions and upcoming events or even personal appearances. And also on my 
website, you can go to the store section of my website and you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform the men the needs and responsibilities towards their families, their children, even their spouse or their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also to inform women the needs and to give the women, excuse me, to give the women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.